Hello and welcome to the Parenting with Play podcast. I'm so pleased you're here. Today we're going to talk about those times when you find yourself getting increasingly frustrated with your children, when you feel totally justified in shouting at your kids and being increasingly punitive, but then have that small realisation that it's just not working. So let's talk about what's happening then and what you can do instead. But before we dive in, I want to give a shout out and a thanks to Steph B.W. Fern, who left this fantastic review in iTunes. She said, it's fueling my playful parenting. I absolutely love this podcast. I love hearing Helena discussing this approach to parenting. After listening, I feel so positive and energized to get in there and connect and play with my kids better. I particularly love Helena's honest, loving, passionate, conversational way of talking. It's almost as good as being able to have an in real life chat. Thanks so much, Steph. I'm so pleased that you're finding this podcast helpful and I hope that others of you are too. So for those of you who are listening who are enjoying it, I'd be incredibly grateful if you could also leave a review and please share with your friends. Let's get this approach to be more mainstream. Let's get this approach and this understandings out there to more parents to be able to support them so that they can understand what's going on for their children and how they can respond in ways that are more effective with connection and fun. All right. Okay. So let's get into the nitty gritty of shouting. And I'm going to share with you something that happened in our family this morning. I'm Helena Mooney. And if you're wanting practical, respectful and effective strategies to help transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Okay, so this morning was not fun in our house, for the most part of it. I was getting super annoyed with my now 11-year-old daughter. She wasn't getting ready for school. She wasn't feeding the dog. She was being mean to her younger brother, aged five. Um, She was just genuinely being really difficult. And her younger brother, my younger son, was becoming more and more annoying and aggressive towards then, towards her. And we were in this cycle of annoyance and aggressive behavior. And it was just awful. It was not fun in the slightest. And I found myself shouting and getting mean. And I was starting to threaten that she couldn't go on a sleepover if she carried on like this, which she's meant to be going on on this Friday. She became more shut down, less cooperative and more mean. She was becoming more aggressive to her brother. The more I was mean to her, she was then taking that out on her brother who was then feeding that back into the whole cycle. And we were in this cycle. And I could witness that it just wasn't working, but I couldn't stop myself in the moment. Have you ever had that? Where you are just shouting and being horrible and you can sort of semi-witness yourself doing this, but you can't stop it. Sometimes, And sometimes it can feel really quite satisfying, can't it, to shout at our children in the way. We can feel really justified in everything that we're doing. But we also know that it's not helpful. It's not working because our children are either stopping the behavior in sort of fright and fear, or we're just in this cycle of it just getting worse and worse and worse. And so that was happening this morning. It was just in this cycle of getting worse and worse and worse. And it clearly was not one of my finest moments. But then somehow I could pull myself out of it. And I really got the realization this this wasn't working and I actually know what does work. I clearly talk about it. I do know what works, 
but as I said, I was in that cycle of, of shouting and annoyance and it just wasn't getting worse. But I had that very clear realization that it was up to me to change something. The situation was not going to get better if I didn't do something different. So even though I felt completely justified in my anger, my frustration, even though I could reasonably explain to you why I was doing everything that I was doing, why I was getting annoyed, and you would completely probably understand and agree with me that, yes, this is a really difficult situation and blah, 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 blah. And I was really justified in my anger, but it wasn't working. What um, what I was doing was wasn't working, even though I had a really valid reason for behaving that way, even though I had a really valid reason for feeling that way, because I always talk about your child always has a valid reason for behaving the way that they do. And the same applies to you. The same applies to me as us as parents. We have really valid reasons. So, you know, I could write it down on paper and you could understand why I was getting so annoyed. But as I said, it wasn't helping the situation. In fact, it was making it so, so much worse. <laughs> because when we shout at our kids, it makes them more stressed, doesn't it? You can see it. They either go into freeze mode or they sort of become more aggressive. And, you know, always underlying aggression is sadness and hurt and pain. And it, when we shout at them, when our children are stressed, their logical, rational, forward-thinking part of their brain shuts down even more. And the fact that they are behaving in that way in the first place shows you that that part of their brain isn't working well, that they're already stressed. So us getting more annoyed, more punitive, more shouty means that they're going to get even more stressed and that lovely, rational, reasonable part, part of their brain is shutting down even more. They're not thinking well. It doesn't work. So shouting at them does not make them see the error of their ways, even though it feels like it should, because we're pointing it out to them, everything that they're doing wrong very clearly so that any rational, reasonable person would be able to understand, you know, why the impact or the impact of their behavior, because we're clearly pointing it out to them. But that part of their brain isn't working. It doesn't help them to make suitable changes to their behavior. And they shut down even more. They feel even less connected to us, which means they are way more likely to forget certain things. They're going to forget what they actually need to do when getting ready for school in the morning, even though it's something that they need to do every morning. In that heat of the moment, they're sort of forgetting because that part of their brain is shutting down. They forget that we love them clearly because we're shouting at them, they forget that they actually love their sibling. So they take all their anger and their frustration out on them because they're lower down in the pecking order, generally. Their impulse control goes out the window, as does their forward thinking and their sense of consequences. So you might want to blame and say, you know, threaten them as much as you like. With me, I was starting to do, well, you can't go to the sleepover if you're going to behave like this. But because their forward thinking, rational consequence thinking part of their brain is shutting down, that doesn't compute. It does not go in. And they might even go, well, fine, I don't care, which is a, such a defense mechanism. It's really infuriating because it means that our sense of power over them seems to have diminished. But that's not the case. Of course, they care deeply, but they're not going to let that show because they're really hurting underneath. So I could carry on threatening as much as I like, but it's not going to change her behavior. 
It's not going to change her behaviour to her brother. And she's still not going to remember to feed the blooming dog or these wretched guinea pigs that we have. We, we, you know, we would continue that cycle of annoyance, her annoying behaviour, more disconnection, more annoying behaviour from both of us. My behaviour was annoying. <laughs> I have this course, annoying to, beha- to, annoying to amazing. And, you know, we often start off on our children's annoying behaviour, but actually our behaviour can be really annoying as well. But we can transform it. So I just really, you know, if any of this is sounding familiar, please know you're not alone. Please know that it's so understandable that you get annoyed with your children. Of course, you're going to get annoyed with your children. Of course, they're going to do annoying things too. But I really don't want you to berate yourself. I really don't want you to to use this as a way of going, see, I'm a crap parent. This I can't do this. This is just too awful. Or to even look at your children going, look, they're just the worst kids ever. This is just horrendous. I can't do this. Just, I really want you to know that your needs are completely valid. The reasons why you're getting triggered in this way are completely valid. It's really understandable why you're behaving in the way that you're doing. So please don't use this as an opportunity to beat yourself up about it. You have needs too. We all talk, we, you know, we often talk about meeting our children's needs, but your needs are so important. And that's why I love this approach, because it's not all about our needs as adults and the children just need to get on to on with it. It's also just not about our children's needs and just purely focusing on meeting them to the detriment of our own needs. This is very much about recognizing that you have needs, your child has needs. So how can you work together to get both of your needs met? It's not about subjecting your subjugating, subjugating your needs to theirs and likewise. Sometimes, of course, there's needs to be flexibility in different moments. But overall, it's important recognizing that you have needs, your children has needs, and they're both important. All right. So it's completely understandable why you're behaving that way. It's also understandable why your children are behaving that way. Um, and it's really hard to like your child when they're behaving in those particularly unlikable ways, isn't it? And it's really easy to think that if only they weren't behaving that way, then of course I wouldn't be angry and of course I wouldn't be responding this way and of course I wouldn't be shouting. You know, if only they didn't do that behaviour, then of course we wouldn't have this. So, you know, you don't even need to sometimes blame the hormones from your child. My child is now 11, my eldest. So, you know, we're, we're in full-on tween puberty mode. So, of course, you know, hormones and other things play a part, but they're not the whole story. So I really want you to know it's completely justified way what's happening, what's going on. But I really want you to know that there is something you can do about this and something that actually is simple, quick and can be really easy. So this will work with most kids of most age, ages, and it's to bring connection through play. And I know you might be going, oh my God, when I'm in the heat of the moment, play is the last thing on my mind. But I really want to remind you just how powerful play can be and just how important it is because what our children are needing in those moments is to feel that connection with you is to release the stress that is driving that behavior. They need to feel connection with you. And play is the most powerful way to help reconnect you two together. So because play gets to the heart of the emotional 
part of the brain. So it bypasses the rational thinking part of the brain, which is needed to be bypassed because when you're, you know, when your child is, is lashing out and being really uncooperative or shutting down or high anxiety or whatever it is, that part of the brain, as I said, is not working well. So we need to bypass it to get to the heart of what's actually going on to then help that rational logical, forward-thinking, consequence-thinking part of the brain to then switch on again. And so what we need to do is we need to jump into the limbic system of, the, of your child's brain, and that is the emotional heart. And play is a big, big part of your child's emotional limbic system, and it can really help calm your child's limbic system down, help them offload any you know the stress that they're carrying laughter is a fantastic stress release you'll keep hearing me saying this but it really really is a such a powerful stress release sometimes it's not enough sometimes your child might need to cry as well but laughter is the best place to start and so then when you can move in with some play you move in with connection then your child's limbic system can start to work well it's not stressing, it's calming itself down. And when that calms down, then your child's prefrontal cortex, which is all that lovely, rational, impulse control, forward thinking part of the brain, it switches on again properly. It works well. And then when your child, when everything's working well in your child's brain, then they think better, they behave better. And that's it. So what did I do this morning to help turn this situation around? Because we could have carried on in that cycle and then I could have just packed them off to school and we'd have all left really grumpy and, uh, and festering throughout the day and I'd have been really annoyed and justified. Blah. So what did I do? So what I did, I had, a, you know, I had that realisation that this is not working and what, what do we actually need to do in this situation? So what I did is I went into my daughter's bedroom. I playfully picked her up. She's still big enough for me to pick up. And I playfully threw her on the bed. I then jumped on her and we started a wrestling game. We just dived straight into a wrestling game. And then I playfully called my five-year-old to come in to, to help, help me wrestle with Emily, his big sister. And suddenly the whole dynamic changed. Suddenly. Suddenly there were smiles again. There was laughter. All three of us were wrestling on the bed together, having a really, really good time. When literally moments beforehand, we were in that cycle. We could reconnect. We laughed, we cuddled. And oh my goodness, the relief was huge, huge. <laughs> it was like a dam breaking or, you know, even just like a, a veil lifting. Suddenly I could see the goodness of my daughter again. Suddenly I could really see beyond the stroppy 11-year-old girl that she was my beautiful darling girl who I love deeply and who I don't, you know, I want her to go on sleepovers. I want her to have a lovely time. I could suddenly feel that again which I couldn't feel beforehand. And likewise with her, she could feel my love. She could feel the love for me again. She could feel love for her brother again. And so suddenly my children were playing really beautifully together. Whereas before they certainly were not. You know, they were being kind and thoughtful towards each other again. And the beauty of this is it literally took five minutes. Five minutes to shift everything completely. Five minutes to reconnect. And in actual fact, it probably, it actually only took like a split second, really. It was that split second when I decided to, to stop shouting, to move in with play instead. Like that split second when I picked her up playfully and chucked her on the bed, that's when the change happened. The five minutes sort of afterwards sort of cemented it. But it was in the moment that I shifted 
And that's what made the huge difference. I had the realisation, Helena, Hells, you know what to do. Play, move in with play. And somehow I could dig that out of me because sometimes it's hard, isn't it? When we're all shouty and against, it's hard to find that playfulness, but somehow I did. And that's what shifted everything. So my kids then went off to school. We got in the car really happily and it was easy. Suddenly it was easy. You know, my son got himself changed easily. Daughter managed to pack her lunchboxes easily. It changed everything and it suddenly became easy again. And it was literally after five minutes of playing on the bed in that way. So do I do this every time? No. Do I wish I did this every time? Yes. But I don't. But I celebrate those times when I do. And I clearly speak about it in a podcast now. So I really want you to know that you can change those times. And it comes from you. It does need to come from you. It's not going to come from your children. It's going to come from you. So remember that actually it can be really simple what your child is needing. Sometimes we think it can be really complicated. And if we set up all these sort of punishment ways or counting or whatever it is, then that's going to be the trick that's going to flip it over. But actually what your child needs is connection with you. And the best way to connect in those difficult times is to play. So when your children feel connected, then they're going to behave better. So move in with play. And I know it can be hard when it's all really difficult to find that time to play, but that is what's going to shift it. So think about what, what's your go-to game that it doesn't require a lot of thought from you to jump into it. For me, it's wrestling. And I find I can do that because I've got a six year age gap. I've now got 11 and a five year old. And, um, So sometimes with those moments with Emily, I sort of need to sort of almost manhandle her to the bed. Like this morning, I just literally picked her up and threw her on the bed and that was enough. And because we play wrestling games regularly, it's not not coming out of the blue and she's like, what's going on here? She instantly could sense the playfulness. She knew what was happening and that was it. We were off. It was great. So for you, it may not be wrestling. It may be that you do a pillow fight or you're chasing game or something that you've created together. You know, this is the beauty of play, isn't it? Your kids and you will come up with something fun together for us. Sometimes we just start licking each other. It's disgusting. It's gross, but it's really funny. Um, But ultimately, the wrestling game is what works, I find, really well, because it also brings that physical contact. um, And sometimes, you know, if you are antsy, pushing up against the person that you're annoyed with can feel really satisfying for you and for your child. So, um, So dive in, find something that is good, is helpful for you, because it doesn't actually matter what the play is. What matters is that you bring that playful approach to the situation and that you can have something that's easy that you can draw on when you're feeling stressed and your rational mind isn't thinking well. Um, so to so bring play as much as you can when you're not feeling stressed so that when you do feel stressed, you've got that on hand and it's easy. All right, so that you too, to make that shift from shouting to connection in that split second, because that's all it needs to take. And as I said, we were probably running late, but we managed to turn it around in five minutes, a quick wrestling game. And that was it. It turned everything around. So to take away from today, my suggestions are no, number one, know that you're not alone in getting annoyed. I so understand your, I so see you, your feelings are completely valid, justified (laughs) and understandable. So don't, beat yourself up about getting annoyed with your kids. It's completely normal. 
there are things you can do about it. And it's obviously we know it's not great, but it's really normal and understandable. So two is to really know that shouting and punishing and being mean isn't going to get about the lasting change that you want with your child. It's not helping the situation. I know you can sometimes think, well, that's what I just need. My children need more punishment and punitive and boundaries and harshness. They don't. They don't need it. So really, you know, try and get that to sink in that that's not what's going to help ultimately. What is going to help, number three, is understanding that your child needs connection with you to move through the feelings that they're feeling, which is driving that initial annoying behavior. And you need connection with your child so that you can feel reconnected with them, so that you can move through those feelings of irritation and uh, annoyance with them. And know that laughter, connection and laughter is brilliant at turning those situations around. Number four is to have a game that you love, that you can easily do in those stressful times. Like for me, it's the wrestling game. It might be a chasing game, whatever it else is for you. Have that game that's just there that you just like, it's easy for you to to jump to without requiring too much thought. Because the more that you weave the play, as I said, throughout the day, when things are not stressful, the more you're going to be able to bring those games in those stressful moments. So just remember, play. (laughs) You know, know that, Play doesn't mean that, you know, it's all going to be light and cheery all the time. But goodness, it turns things around really quickly, really easily when you can remember to do it. All right. I hope that's helpful. I'm going to do some more play this afternoon with my kids to really cement that so that I if I feel so much better and warmer afterwards and I'm much more inspired about my day. So I hope that's fueling your parenting, like Steph said on her iTunes review. And have a great week and I'll speak to you next time. Okay, have a great week. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you can see how you can implement what we talked about today with your children and family. Be sure to hit subscribe in your podcast app to know when each episode is released and I would love it if you could leave a review and share with your friends. And if you want to shout less and connect more, head over to parentingwithplay.com.au to download my quick guide of five simple games which you can start playing straight away. You really can transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun. So have a great week and enjoy playing. Thank you.